the best fried chicken in Texas. Rody's Country Fried Chicken. Texas born, Texas raised. A chicken joint with 35 years of service to our community. Thanks to our loyal customers and social media followers. Come try the best gizzards in Texas, the best tenders in Texas, and the best chicken in Texas. Call us at 830-773-9189. 830-773-9189. Don't forget, we have curbside service and delivery by DoorDash. Or find us on Facebook, Rodie's Chicken. R-O-D-E-E-S Chicken. Like us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. The best fried chicken in Texas. Rodie's Country, Country Fried, fried Chicken. chicken. That middle interview. A brand new season. We start season two, episode one. And what better way to start, man, than with Mr. Tony Harnell of TNT Starbreaker Love Killers. Just with those bands right there, you are talking about a great vocalist, the best vocalist, in my opinion, the widest range of pitches that I've ever heard, in my opinion. You guys have to listen to this guy. If you don't know who Tony Harnell is, uh, look him up. Spotify him, Pandora him, or whatever you call it. Uh, check out TNT, just the letters TNT. That's the name of the band. And, of course, check out Starbreaker. Check out one of my favorite albums of 2020 by a band called Love Killers. You guys have to check this out. If you enjoy the 80s sound, man, you will love this stuff, man. It's got that 80s, but a modern 80s feel to it. Love Killers, man. Check it out. You guys have to check it out. If you guys enjoy the sounds of any 80s stuff, man, you guys, this is right up your alley, man. So Tony Harnell joins us and graces us with his time. And uh, we thank him for making a little bit of time with our podcast that metal interview podcast and we'd like to thank all our followers and fans uh, for your continued support on all social media and uh, all our podcast platforms where you can catch our podcast that metal interview podcast and don't forget now we have uh, available merchandise we have t-shirts you guys can find them on jrocksmetalzone.com just go to the podcast section They'll be on all our platforms, Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. You can find the merchandise. So it should be up sometime uh, late February of 2021, sometime very soon. So check it out. Pick up a T-shirt, you know, pick something up. And we'll be adding more merchandise, you know, more stuff, more items. So we can start off with a couple of items. Anyways, enough talking, James. And let's start with this conversation. A great honor of mine to chat with the legendary... Tony Harnell. Enjoy. Uh, before we get into your projects and bands, can you talk to us about your online vocal course? Yeah, it's actually um, my newest uh, venture and I'm, I'm super proud of it. Um, it's called the Rock Singer Society and um, we started working on it about a couple months into the COVID crisis and uh, something I've been wanting to do for a long time, but my standards were always super high and I didn't quite know how to do all the things I wanted to do by myself so lucky for me I had um, a great team help me put this together and 
it's just a fantastic fantastic thing I'm really super proud of and we've got uh, a building group of uh, singers that have been on the course now for a couple of months since it was released they're doing great um, it's it's a one-of-a-kind thing there's no other course like it on out there and you know just to give you a quick overview it's it just combines my 40 years of experience both uh, studying with um, the best teachers in the world uh, working one-on-one -on -one with other singers for many many years and um, just all my experience touring and recording and all of this is poured into the course in a very uh, unique way and it's it's uh, unique also because it's a coaching course so uh, although people can do it on their own they also have me uh, in the wings uh, or one-on-one -on -one if they choose um, so yeah, it has a lot of really cool things about it. I'm just super proud of it. If people are interested, just to get this out of the way, they can go to therocksingersociety.com. That's therocksingersociety.com. And they can um, look around, uh, get a little bit of an idea of what we're doing, and uh, book a call with me personally to see if it's a right, right fit for them. Well, what better... What better teacher than Tony Harnell? I mean, right? The, the name speaks for itself, and it's just the best of the best, you know? Uh, oh, thank you. I saw an interview a couple of days ago where you you speak of your teacher. You mentioned uh, he was Christina Aguilera's vocal coach also. I don't think you ever revealed his name. Um, oh, it's his name is Don Lawrence. Oh, he's, okay. He's a very, very well-known vocal coach from uh, New York City. And um, he's got a pretty, uh, a pretty impressive roster. He's worked with um, everybody from Sebastian Bach to Bon Jovi to uh, Christina Aguilera, Lady Gaga, Bono, Mick Jagger, uh, Jolyn Turner. Wow! Um, and the list just kind of goes on and on and on. <laughs> so wow! Yeah, <laughs> what a list! Man. I started. I started got very lucky. I started studying him with him when I was 18 years old, and um, my mother actually found him in an advertisement, and uh, it was just kind of a lucky thing um, that we found him, and, and it was before he got super famous. So um, I was just kind of there from the beginning, and there was no reason for me to really get involved with any other coaches because he was so good <laughs> you know wow i did really well yeah so quick question um was this is, is this pre-tnt of course or oh or yeah oh okay. yeah yeah i started with him when i was 18, 18 years old i'd already been singing professionally for about probably eight months six or eight months uh and uh, I joined TNT when I was 21, so okay. yeah, it was a couple years, couple years before. Wow, I mean, you got a, you got an excellent uh, vocal range. Uh, you're way up there, and then you know, all kinds of ranges. You're just awesome in every, in every recording. Really, I mean, uh, do you take time to when you're recording a vocal track? Uh, if you make a mistake, if you make mistakes, do you uh, make sure to correct it the way you want you want it to be heard, or or do you just kind of cut corners? Oh, I never cut corners. <laughs> no, I mean, first thing I do is I prepare uh, before I go into the studio. I make sure I'm prepared. But, you know, these days, um, recording is done in so many different ways. So um, it just depends on, on exactly what I'm doing and how it's being done. 
but no, I don't. I look at a recording that's going to be released as a permanent um, piece of art, I guess. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, sometimes I get hired to do things that uh, I didn't write, maybe. Um, and even though I'm not so deeply involved or connected with the song, I still want the vocal to, you know, stand up to uh, whatever, you know, I think my standards are. So, no, I, I, I don't believe in cutting corners. I would never do that with something with my name on it. It has to be, um, I have to put my stamp of approval on. But, you know, some, some things are different. People have different opinions about things. I like live sounding things and uh i don't want things to sound like they've been messed with too much i've gone down that road and that's not that's not good either so there's got to be a nice balance between a real honest vocal and uh something that you can be proud of uh, a fan uh, wrote to us on social media asking uh how you take care of your voice what, what's the secret behind tony harnell uh well um <laughs> you know, it's basic stuff. Basic stuff is the best stuff. You know, plenty of sleep, um, uh -huh. lots of water, um, not eating too late at night, um, having a good diet, exercise. You know, just taking care of your body. I mean, a lot of singers kind of forget that their their body is their instrument. So if you're a singer, uh, you kind of have to look at it as you know. However, you treat your whole body is how your voice is going to respond. So. Um, you know, uh, we all, we all, even even people who don't sing know that whenever they're about to get sick, it kind of shows up in the throat area first. Yeah. Um, whenever you get emotional, it shows up in the throat first. So the throat is uh, kind of a place where everything likes to start. So um, it's just basic stuff. I mean, I can go real deep into various things that I do when I'm preparing for a tour or a studio session or something but for the most part the basics if you keep those in you should be in good shape vocally it gets into a deeper thing you know taking care of your voice in terms of uh, not over singing and having a good technique which is part of what my course gets into is healthy singing that's like probably the number one thing that i push with um with everybody that i work with is just developing a healthy healthy habits and good techniques so that you can maintain your vocal quality for years now um one of my favorite albums of all time i'm being honest here one of my favorite albums is the love killers record um higher oh, okay. higher again set me free man the whole album is just awesome top to bottom congrats on that uh, how did this come about i mean this is just awesome stuff oh thanks well it's kind of interesting um it's uh it was it was something I, I had just finished a Starbreaker album in um, 2019, and uh, then I got got a call from the record company uh, Frontiers, and they wanted me to consider this other project. Where it was kind of strange because most of the projects I do, really all the projects I do, I'm a co-songwriter, so I'm usually very much involved in the. In the sound of the uh, of these albums, uh, with this one, they wanted to do it really quickly, and they had a bunch of songs they really loved, and they thought they'd be great for my voice. So I said, "Well, if I like the songs, you know, I'll consider doing it." So they started sending some songs through, and uh, yeah, I thought they were pretty cool. 
Um, I actually ended up co-writing quite a lot of them anyway, even though that wasn't the original plan. I kind of tweaked a little thing, yeah. little things here and there, whether it be lyrics or melodies or sometimes the whole, the whole thing I would change. But uh, yeah, it was just um, a fun project and with some real talented people overseas. It has that 80s, I want to say uh, 80s feel to it, but with a modern twist to it, you know, that's just a... Uh, it works for me I mean, as a fan, you know, so congrats oh, on that. Thanks. Thank now, you. But now let's talk uh, Sonic the Hedgehog series. I understand uh, you wrote and performed several tracks on there. Uh, can you talk that about that? Was, that's funny. That I did perform a couple tracks, but um, that was probably the only other project that I've done besides Love Killers where I didn't... Uh, I wasn't involved in any, any of the songwriting. Oh, okay. But, um, but uh, yeah, my buddy Ted Poley from uh, Danger Danger. I think uh -huh. he, I think if I remember correctly, he was the one that got me involved in that um, back around. I think it was around 2000 or 2001 when we uh, worked on that. And um, yeah. It was uh, quite a quite a crazy thing. Cause I'm not into video games at all. I don't know anything about them. Oh. And and when I started after that came out, I started to see all these really young fans getting into my music. You know, so a lot of people discovered me through the Sonic thing, and then became fans of TNT and Westworld and Starbreaker and all that stuff. So, and I've been a fan. I've been a fan of TNT since uh, the '80s, of course. I heard. Uh, I first heard. Intuition on MTV and uh, uh, back when MTV played videos, you know, <laughs> uh, I bought the cassette right away. Uh, man, what a great band! Is there anything you, you would change if you had the chance? Uh, in terms of which part? <laughs> uh, I know, right? I guess the the history of TNT. Is there anything uh, if you had the chance? You, you know, something you regret? I guess. Oh gosh, yeah. I mean, we made a lot of terrible decisions along the way, like most young musicians do. Um, I think, I think probably the main thing, if I were to talk to, you know, a young musician today, I have quite a lot to say. But I think the main thing would be um, to stay focused on the business as much as the music and the creative part. Um, we had people, of course, top-notch people working with us, but uh, we kind of lost, we put a lot of faith in them and we put a little too much faith in, in a lot of people. And I think that uh, had we been a little bit more um, on top of that, things would have gone quite differently for us. But, um, you know, I think we, uh, I think we were having a lot of fun and I think we were really focused on the music. And, um, so, you know, for the most part, I don't look back. I try not to, I mean, I can clearly see things that we did that had we done them differently could have changed the course of our career, but I don't sit and dwell on those things and get upset about it. It's not worth it, you know, but I, I'm really proud of what we did. Now, do you still keep in touch with uh, any of the guys at the tech row or, you know? Oh yeah, sure. We talk, uh, we just spoke the other day. So yeah, we're, you know, we're gonna be, we're gonna probably, uh, you know, we're gonna be old together, you know, someplace on the planet, uh, hanging out and, you know, chilling. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're brothers for life, and and I, I expect that we will 
do some more music together at some point soon. Awesome. That was my next question right there. Is there any hopes of another TNT record or anything TNT? Any? Yeah, uh, I think I think there is hope for that, and I think um, Ronnie and I have always also wanted to do music together outside of that. So I think both things are possible. It just depends on. Um, right now, it's hard to make. We're making, trying to make some early very tentative plans but it's very hard with covid going on at the moment so i got a fan question here uh Anne marie on instagram uh, what, uh, she says i love the song you wrote with the amazing joel hoekstra save me from loving you uh echo bats will there be a follow-up to that soon we we've been talking about it um we'll have to see what happens and where that goes um you know, it was uh, something that we um, we really had a great time with, and it was a lot of fun. Um, it got a great response from people. So, yeah, I'd love to do something down the road again. It's um, Joel's a very talented guy, and um, and the rest of the rest of the people involved, the rest of the band members also. I mean, everybody involved is incredibly talented. So, it would be an honor to do more work with them. So, we'll just have to see what happens. Oh yeah, Joel. Uh, we had Joel on the show a couple months ago. He's a very down-to-earth guy, also. So great talent. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. Another uh, great band and project, of course, Starbreaker. Um, how many more goodbyes? I love Wild Butterflies. Uh, can you talk to us about this project? Yeah, um, you know, it was uh, something that started again as an idea uh, from Frontiers. And um, it, just the first album went so well, it was so easy and so fun. Uh, well, very well received. Uh, so we kind of ended up, um, you know, doing another record in 2000. Eight. I think the first one was 2005. The second one, I think, was 2008. And then the last one was uh, 2019. I guess it came out. Um, yeah, I, I love working with Magnus. He's really talented. Um, gives me a lot to work with in terms of, you know, for a songwriter. Um, being somebody that primarily writes melodies and lyrics, he gives me a lot to work with. Great chord patterns, wow. um, greater, great arrangements. So, uh, yeah, um, and I really think the last record came out incredibly well. Oh, yeah, um, great stuff. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, um, I don't know what, again, what, what, what's going to happen down the road. That might be, you know, the end of it. I'm trying not to do too many projects no. where there won't be any touring. And that, that's kind of a big, a big issue for me is um, if I'm going to put out something I mean, I'll make exceptions, of course, with the right people because it's just fun to make music. But <clears throat> for the most part, I don't want to make, <clears throat> excuse me, a whole album if there's not going to be any, you know, live shows. It just seems kind of um, sad, and I think the fans feel that way too. You know, they get a great record, and then you know, there's no shows. So hopefully, in the future, we'll yeah. if something changes. If something changes, I'd love to do more Starbreaker, but if not. 
then I probably won't. Hopefully we see some of that on the road, huh? Us fans. Yeah. Uh, now looking back at your career, going back in time, uh, can you give us your best gig and can you give us your worst gig? Oh man, I probably won't remember. And if I say the best gig, I'll be forgetting many great gigs. And if I say the worst one, I'll... <laughs> <laughs> um, right. I mean, there was one in particular uh, I can think of um, in Norway where uh, the opening act had a broken uh, smoke machine and oh, wow. it was uh, pouring smoke into my into where I was warming up <laughs> for our show. Wow. And uh, I thought it was water-based, so I wasn't really too worried about it. But then I went on stage and started singing and I was feeling perfectly fine vocally. And then about halfway through the show, I was singing a high note. My voice just stopped something was very wrong so I somehow managed to finish the show and then I came backstage afterwards and I couldn't even speak um, and the next day we had a sold-out show in Oslo which is the capital of Norway so it's the biggest city biggest show and uh, here I was with this problem went to the doctor the next day and I had a burn Oh. An actual burn on my vocal cord from the smoke machine. Oh wow! So, <laughs> wow. And I had to do, and I had to do the show that night. So I guess you <laughs> could say, I'm not sure which one was worse—the one where the where it happened or the one the next night—but they were both pretty, pretty um, not not fun. <laughs> Good, two bad gigs. <laughs> yeah, the best, the best show. Wow. Um, I mean, I can I can definitely remember special special moments like. Uh, Uh, selling out the Palace Theater in, in Hollywood, um, playing uh, the Greek Theater with Striper in L.A., um, Madison Square Garden. Um, you know, these are all in 87 and, and 89. Uh, playing Japan for the first time was a really incredible, incredible experience. Um, yeah, there's just so many, you know. I mean, I could end up having a show in a couple of years where I say no this is that was the best one now so I don't right. know yeah it's not over yet it's more no. hopefully this pandemic slows down and we can see some live concerts you know cool exactly, exactly. so what is next for for Tony Harnell what can fans expect next uh, what are you brewing What what's going on right now well I mean mostly uh, what I decided to do at first when the pandemic hit I sort of thought oh I've got to put out a lot of music I've got to work really hard I've got to do this and do that because everybody was doing that so I did a lot of Facebook live streams which were really fun and went really well fans loved it I'll probably be doing some more soon um, and and then I you know focused on the echo bats thing and getting that done and then I took a step back and said you know I think this pandemic is um a great opportunity to just kind of focus on life you know this uh, all the things that i was ignoring for many years um, <clears throat> so i just took that opportunity just to focus on my personal life and uh and just kind of um be in the moment you know day to day i'm i'm absolutely working on things like i said i've been talking to uh ronnie and the tnt camp um yeah. and, and some and some have some others that other things too that I really can't talk about yet that I've been uh, looking into in terms of projects or um, you know collaborations and things like that 
have a couple recording projects coming up next month. But for the most part, um, just kind of like going day by day and seeing what happens. And, and, and really putting most of my energy at the moment is on my uh, rock on the Rock Singer Society vocal course. <clears throat> That's good. Good news for us fans. Uh, uh, we didn't speak. Yeah. Of, uh, we didn't touch base on uh, Westworld. What was going on there? Oh, you know, I think we kind of pretty much decided that since uh, you know since Mark's passing, oh. we, we talked about doing another album after he uh, passed in 2012. But I think. Um, I think for the at least up until this point we've decided that it's kind of hard to do it without him. Yeah. We could we could revisit the idea at some point, but for now I think we've put it to the side. He was such an important part of the way that those albums sounded. So of course yeah. it would be it would be hard to uh, to duplicate that without the right style guitar player. Uh-huh. Yep. And song and songwriter. He was such a great great songwriter and guitar player so for now i i don't think that anything's happening there but what one thing i did not mention that i'm working on is reissues okay. so we're working we're working on getting all the tnt albums that aren't available get those out um both digitally and on vinyl and cd and i'm also working on getting all the westworld albums reissued as well that's so cool i, I was searching yeah. for some some of those albums and i couldn't find them that's so cool exactly right yeah yeah. So, uh, uh, would you like to send a message to, to the fans uh, listening to this podcast? Yeah, just you know, to, to all the fans out there that have been supporting me all these years, thank you so much. Um, it's incredibly humbling to me that you guys are still there after all these years, and that you have such fond memories from the albums or any shows that you went to. Uh, I just greatly appreciate all the love and all the support that I get. Every day, every month, every year. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It was an honor uh, talking to you, Tony. I appreciate it 100%. And uh, uh, we hope to see you on the thank road you. after the pandemic, you know. Absolutely. Thank you, James, for having me. Much obliged. And talk about an experience of experiences, man. The best vocalist, the best teacher in the world, Mr. Tony Harnell. You guys can hit him up for a private lesson with the best vocal coach on this planet i guarantee you this guy is the best coach you're gonna find so hit him up on there uh get yourself a class if you guys are interested in singing or if you already sing you can you know hit him up and he'll take you to the next level of vocals or vocal performance so check it out man tony harnell and don't forget to check out his uh support tony harnell starbreaker uh, love killers and of course you have to check out tnt and as he said as he told us they are uh, remastering and i believe uh maybe not remastering but they're making available other tnt records that were not available on uh, spotify and all that stuff now they will be available so that's very very cool for us tnt fanatics that don't have the lps or the cds uh, the people that uh stream you know so you can stream it now uh, you can check out the whole TNT catalog, so badass. One more time, thank you, Tony Harnell. Keep rocking, man, and, we, and we're going to keep on supporting you on jrocksmetalzone.com 24-7 rock metal. Thank you, thrashers, headbangers, rockers. Thank you for keeping it metal, and thank you for tuning in to our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share, and don't forget to keep it metal.
that middle interview.